0: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Sports Biz Pod. Uh, this is an inside interview with two amazing entrepreneurs where. On the Sportsbiz Pod, we give you behind-the-scenes access with sports executives, athletes, entrepreneurs, investors, getting picking their brain about what's going on, what they're looking at, what gets them excited. And today, we have an awesome uh, episode where we have two amazing people. We have Andre Flalen and Brian Zwerner, who are the co-founders at Beyond the Game Network based out of Atlanta. And they're engaging a lot of athletes to turn their investments into various startups. So, excited to have you guys on. How, how are you doing today? Man, we're doing good, man. How are you? Dude, you know, just, you know, surviving as much as I can with quarantine and, um, you know, trying to get through this uh, as quickly and safely as possible. But I know you guys are both based in Atlanta. How's, how's everything going? How's your family doing? How's the quarantine life been so far?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's uh been relatively quiet in Atlanta, uh, you know, uh, up until the last couple of weeks, so. We've just been uh, staying home. Both Andre and I have got, got kids, so trying to keep the kids at home and keep them entertained. Nice.
0: Yeah, you know, the, the messed up part about all this, though, is, like, I got a three- and a five-year-old. And, like, dude, there's no quarantining or social distancing there, right? Like, when they're around <laughs> anybody else or any kid or at the store, they're touching everything in the store. Like, you know, I think that's the, that's the hardest part is just keeping them from getting sick more than anything like I can some distance but it's just those two golly yeah
1: yeah so so are your kids uh playing sports right now like you sports I know that's kind of an interesting thing like are they are they starting practices or or how does that look
2: you
0: know, I have high school that, age yeah.
1: kids yeah. I've got a son who's at uh basketball mini camp at
2: his boarding school this very day and uh and my daughter's volleyball team is getting started next week so yeah sports and George back there's travel basketball baseball volleyball tournaments going all over in atlanta i'm sure it's contributing to some of the problems we're seeing but the people have made the decision that that's okay and they're
1: back at it yeah and for you andre yeah man
0: so like you know my kids are younger so but still they go to like a you know they were going to like a day camp or summer camp and uh golly the camp just got shut down uh the whole school because one of when the teachers got sick and I mean and it's weird because the teacher didn't have COVID but had some of the symptoms so they had to shut everything down and that's just the world we live in right now man it's like you just don't know like any sneeze you can't even cough anymore like you just don't know
1: right yeah and and I think it's smart to be you know overly precautious and and um we're still learning about the best practices and, you know, with sports coming back later this month, we'll, we'll see how it kind of progresses. Um, but uh, besides COVID, I'm sure we could, you know, we might tap into that a little bit more, but it'd be great to kind of get your guys' background, you know, from, from my understanding, you know, Andre, you played, uh, you know, defensive tackle in the NFL uh, for the Lions. And then Brian, you, you come from the kind of a business, banking, finance background. And, you know, can, can you tell a little bit about the story about how you guys connected with each other and how you guys teamed up and what was the whole story about that?
0: Yeah. So I'll start off with that one. So, you know, I played eight years and most of my career with the Lions. Uh, and so when I got done playing, like I had my whole career set out. Like I was going to be as, uh, I was going to be you know, a venture capital, not a venture capital investor, but I was going to be a wealth management advisor. I got my series seven, my series 63, series 66, all that kind of stuff. And dude, I hated that job. Like I hated that gig. Like, dude, I was an English major, then a defensive tackle. I had no business going into the actual wealth management side of things, but Somebody told me I could make a lot of money doing it, so that's what I tried to do. But I didn't know that what they wanted me to do was sell out my friends who happened to be multimillionaires to try to get them to invest their money with them. Like that was the whole goal. I didn't know that was it. So after doing that for like a year and a half, man, I just I, I kind of got into this wilderness mode, trying to figure out what I'm gonna do next. So I started doing some um, color commentating for a company called Sportle, which Brian Warner happened to happen to uh, be, you know, the the founder of. So um, me and him were doing color commentating and sideline reporting together. And we just kind of just made a, I don't know, just formed a relationship authentically. And uh, because of that, I kind of told him, I said, look, there's so many athletes out here who not like, we don't get messed up because we're stupid. But a lot of athletes out here get messed up because we don't have a team. And we try to go into business competing with people like you who've been in business for 25 years. When I've been in business for six months, (laughs) i have been an athlete for 25 years. So, like, when I look at it like that, I'm like, dude, I'm trying to compete with you in business, right? It's like you try to compete with me on the field. Like, I <laughs> I, I, I like you, you know, you're a good friend of mine, but I would absolutely destroy you <laughs> on the field. Right? And, but yeah. it's the same way in business, man. Like, he would destroy me in business. And so instead of trying to compete, I said, man, let's collaborate and let's do something together. And uh, he can kind of tell you about, like, the, I guess, the concept of how Beyond the Game really got focused
2: Yeah, the timing was great. I spent 20 years in a variety of uh, capital markets, investment banking roles, working at uh, banks that are now Bank of America, Wells Fargo, and JP Morgan in the U.S. and overseas for a number of years. I was based in London and ran an international business. Uh, Moved down to Atlanta about 10 years ago and uh, worked at a boutique investment bank. And when I got tired of all that and got the entrepreneurial itch myself, I ran a healthcare finance startup called Aquina Health for about three years. We raised money from a large strategic and I exited from there. And I decided at that point in my life, I was tired of all the finance stuff and I wanted to do something more fun. As I mentioned earlier, I've got high school age kids that played a lot of travel and, and youth sports and now play high school sports at a high level. And uh, I had started this business that Andre and I were working together in called Sportal, which was a high school sports media and tech company. We had a, a fun idea to build a tech platform that was going to be open table for travel sports teams to book gyms and fields. There's a couple of uh, other companies that have tried that around the country. It's uh, easy tech solution, very hard to convince the school board to let you use their gyms. So we ended up pivoting that business in 2018 to a media company covering high school sports in Georgia. And that was a ton of fun. We sent reporters out to hundreds of games. We started doing live stream broadcasts. We would show up at a football field, Andre and I, with a a camera person and a producer. And I was doing play-by-play and we had an eight-year NFL veteran as our color commentator, it was a blast. They loved having us out there in fall of 2018. Uh, ultimately, we just couldn't garner a big enough audience. High school sports is a ton of fun, but uh, not everybody wants to watch everybody else's kids. And so we ended up winding that business down at the end of 2018. And when Andre approached me with the concept of trying to bring together our friend groups, we realized we had something really special there. You know, we were seeing the big influx of high profile athletes like LeBron James and Kevin Durant and Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers on the football side getting into venture. We thought we could do
1: something that would be more accessible. There's way more Andre Flewellens than there are Aaron Rodgers out there. Mm -hmm. Nice. So so Beyond the Game Network, that started in in 2018, 2019, right right then? Yeah, end of 2018, we launched the business. We started
2: bringing our groups together, having um, in-person meetings in Atlanta because Andre and I are both based here, and there's a huge number of former uh, athletes living in town. And so we started doing that end of 2018. Uh, By beginning of 2019, we opened up the investment arm of the group, uh, we made our first investment in March of 2019, and since then, we've made a dozen investments now.
1: Nice. So, so what are some of the companies that you look for uh, when you invest in? Is it media, tech, finance, or, or what exactly is kind of the criteria? Yeah, so we've made two investments in digital media companies, both around
2: sports, both on the West Coast. We made five investments in a category we call health, fitness, and sports performance. We made three investments in esports and gaming companies, and we made two investments in Uh, consumer products companies around fashion and fitness and really the key and andre elaborate on this is we want opportunities for our athletes to be able to to work with these companies and get paid and that's kind of the key andre
0: yeah you know so you know one of the things that we've seen too often even you know my career was hey there's a group out there uh, let's say there's uh, some type of business or speaking coaching like like a group like that and say, okay, hey, you're an athlete, you know, you can get $25,000 per speech if you go through our speaker training, right? And you got to pay $5,000 to go through our training, and you'll be a, a multi millionaire speaker in the span of eight months. Well, we saw that. So I've seen it so often. But the issue is the people who put together those boot camps and all that, they honestly don't have the relationships to be able to get you the check. It's not really the speaking coaching we need. We need the relationship to get the checks, right? Mm -hmm. And so instead of trying to make make this a group where athletes need to pay to get involved, we said, no, your influence, we're getting what we need just based off of you being part of our group. And that's what we saw. We're not trying to get checks from athletes. We're trying to give checks to athletes and let them understand that their influence is greater than anything that they could bring to the table like, that's, the, that's the greatest asset
2: and yeah, so all the companies we work with we set up arrangements where our athletes can be brand ambassadors or they can get paid or receive equity for making introductions to the pro or college teams they played for the leagues or the media organizations or players associations we're now up to 30 athletes not just football but soccer and basketball and track and field and winter sports and on and on. And so we try to create those opportunities for the athletes in our group to get involved. And they're getting involved with companies that have been fully vetted. It's not just any company off the street that can work with our athlete network. They have to go through our investment review process. And we have to make sure that if the companies are gonna give equity to our athletes, that we really believe in it. And in most cases, we don't even take those types of opportunities to our network unless our investment group has already invested. So we've already put our money where our mouth is and said, this equity is probably going to be worth something.
1: This is acceptable for you to take as compensation. Nice. So um, so could you highlight maybe some of the athletes that you're currently working with? They're kind of like a good case study about, you know, you know, there aren't, not everyone's the LeBron James and, and has, you know, opportunities thrown into them. And then after their playing career, it can be challenging at times. So are, are you kind of servicing that, that, that athlete that might have difficulties kind of afterwards of finding their passion and kind of helping them align with that? So, you know, if, if there's any kind of interesting case studies, I know Andre, you're you're definitely one of them, but part of the network as well.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I would say that, um, you know, one thing that we do, we we've always wanted to be, and me and Brian have the same type of uh, passion about this, is we want to be a safe landing spot toward athlete who may be in that phase where they don't know exactly what to do at this point in time, or just really don't know what to do with what they have, right? Like, so it doesn't really have to be the struggle phase. Because A lot of people go through that. A lot of our athletes aren't in that phase. Some of them are. But but realistically, it's just people who are just, you got to think. I've been in high performance, like the highest of the highest performance at my craft for 20 years. And so a lot of people get lost in those two or three or five years post career. And so we that's just what we've seen so in, in our group. A lot of guys who are trying to do so many different things, trying to do a lot of different things in business, and one thing that Brian and, and his side of it does, it helps focus that into something that can really work. See, we have so many ideas, we have passion, but you know, like energy without like direction is like useless, right? Seriously, you're bull in a china shop, as we used to say. Um, but now we have this business network that can get some of the athletes, and Brian has, you know, he can tell yeah, you about it'd a few, be a, great, a couple of yeah, yeah, go ahead. yeah.
2: Yeah, Jarius Wynn was a uh, D lineman who played, and won the Super Bowl with the Packers, grew up here in, uh, in Georgia, went to University of Georgia, played for the Bulldogs, and, uh, you know, he retired just a few years ago, around the same age as Andre, and he started um, off building in his backyard flower beds out of wood for his wife, He's, and uh, next thing you knew, he was posting about it on his Instagram, and people wanted to buy these from all over Georgia. Uh, you know, fans of his wanted to have something that was made by his own two hands and when custom woodwork was built, but he didn't really, you know, he needed some help at figuring out how to create a standardized product, how to build a Shopify store, how to get that out to the masses and how to use his resources to get that going. We just highlighted him in one of our weekly Rise Up article series. Uh, you know, another, another athlete in our group, another University of Georgia guy, Keith Marshall, was a running back down there at UGA, and Keith had a great idea about building a business that would help athletes give back to the communities that they played in, either at the college or pro level. And he had put a lot of time and energy into it, but he really wasn't sure he was ready to be a startup founder. Just wasn't sure if that life was really right for him. He only retired a couple of years ago. And we took Keith and we had him spend time with the folks who run the Techstars program here in Atlanta. We brought him over to, to Investor Day and had him spend time with the other founders there. We introduced him to a number of startup founders. And ultimately he decided, Really wasn't the right time for him, and he felt like he needed to go back and get an MBA. The uh, the NFL, fortunately, pays for athletes to go back to school as long as it's a certain years after they finish playing. And Keith made the decision to go back and do that because he felt, after really researching it, it really wasn't the right time for him to start a startup. So you know, it can take all kinds of different forms.
1: Yeah, know, it's interesting as well. Where like you see a lot of athletes, they they fit really well in the mold of uh, being competitive and entrepreneurial spirit. And it's very different where it's like, you know, an athlete, they know who their opponent is. They can say that film tape, but in business, your, your competitors, you don't know who they are. They come out of the woodworks at any second and they're trying to beat your ass. But, you know, and, and it's, it's a very interesting dynamic, but it, you know, when they're able to get focus on a certain problem, they go all in on that. But um, another thing I kind of want to shift this to is uh, kind of just general trends where I, I kind of read your guys newsletter and you guys do a very great job of just highlighting all the things going on. So you're definitely on the pulse of, of what is going on and the different trends, but um, w- what's exciting right now? Like, what are you looking forward in the next five to 10 years? Um, obviously the past year has kind of changed a lot with COVID and other, you know, social injustice and, and that's shaping what we're building towards in the future. But what are you guys really excited about in the next, you know, five to 10 years within in the whole sports tech ecosystem?
0: Yeah. You know, one of the things that, you know, that we're working on right now, because even just, just looking at what's going on in the world, right? Like, if you look at the situation with COVID, there's, there, you can look at it, and it can really stop you in your track, right? And then mm-hmm. you look at the situation what's was going on with the social injustice, and you look at it, you're just like, what can I do in a world that's so big and there's so many things that's messed up, and it, that can kind of stop you. And so one thing that me and Brian, we, we talk about all the time is, like, you only start by starting. You don't really start by stopping. Like, we say it all the time, anything that we do, Right. Like some people say, OK, you know what, man, I'm just going to stop doing this so I can start doing that. It doesn't work like that. You start by starting. And so one thing we just we said, like, what can we do? And we said, look, we have a group. We have a group of venture capitals. We have a group of athletes. Let's do a pitch competition. Right, We call it pitch battle. We do a pitch competition that does two things. It's virtual. Right. So there's no risk of COVID. And then also it's only for black and African-American founders. Right. Like and so because now we can do our part, however small it is we can do our part to give people who need a shot, a shot. And that was something that me and Brian both are equally passionate about.
2: Yeah. And so we launched pitch battle, just opened up applications for, for founders to apply. And it's really in the areas, you know, Nick, to your point on the areas that we're focused in, it's focused around digital media companies. You know, we see a lot of opportunity for people to bring media directly to, um, to consumers uh, it's focused around uh, digital health and fitness. You know, we think there's lots of opportunities. We think the at-home fitness craze that's happened since March and coronavirus has shut everything down is going to continue. People are going to continue to look for ways to do that or deliver health, wellness, and mental health uh, to consumers digitally. Um, it's around areas in gambling, fantasy, and fan engagement. You know, we continue to think that will be an incredibly important uh movement across the country as as states look to fill the the revenue lost holes that they've got out there. Uh, We think gambling is going to come faster in America than it would have before COVID. Uh, And so we continue to look in that area. We continue to think esports and gaming will be big. Uh, We've invested in two mobile phone game developers. We're about to close our third investment in another mobile phone game developer. Uh, People are looking for that type of content. They're looking for ways to engage there. And the eSports streaming community uh, bringing content in that way, really another digital media play. And then lastly, direct-to-consumer products. Um, You know, we've seen that rise Started with a lot of subscription companies, but we're seeing companies that are being more single product, individual sales, or groups of product sales. We think that those are going to continue to be strong trends over the next few years. So we're looking for founders in those areas, and they're going to be pitching to athlete judges. We just announced our first judge, a teammate of Andre's named Cliff Averill. They played together Mm -hmm. with the Lions. Cliff went on to win a Super Bowl with the Seahawks, and he's invested in a bunch of startups, most notably in uh, early stage of Top Golf.
1: Amazing, and one uh, what, what of the the next two judges going to be announced. Is that, is that coming out soon? It should be. Andre's working on that uh, as nice. we speak.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we should should be next next couple of weeks. We'll have the final two. Uh, we already have another one uh, finalized that that you know, he's he's committed, and then we have, we're working on the last. I want to have a female athlete judge. So we have a couple people that we uh, that we're working in the works with now. Um, so it's super excited about the the next two for sure. You know, not not doing any any kind of discount the cliff. Uh, but these other two are, are equally are, you know, are superstars in their own right.
1: Nice. No, that's exciting. So what uh, what kind of companies, like uh, what kind of size, like how how early do they have to be? Do they have to have traction, already raise money? Or like what's the, the, the parameters for that?
2: We expect most of the companies will be relatively early stage, kind of seed stage or pre-seed, um, you know, just given the type of a competition we're putting together. But, you know, we really – imagine this event as more of a produced show and less of a fancy zoom call. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we'll be putting a lot of effort into post-production. Uh, we have some ideas. We think that'll be a lot of fun and, and make for really, really engaging content that will be entertaining in addition to being educational.
1: Yeah. And, and for my saying, you guys have a great producer. I think someone maybe in our network that we might've referred ever. We, so, uh, we
2: use the, uh, the fellow that helped out with production on uh, pitch madness that you worked with. He was great. Yep. And uh, we also used one of the graphic designers from Pitch Madness. So we, were, we enjoyed we being judges there. We loved the way Pitch Madness came out. And, uh, and we, uh, we, we borrowed some of the talent. So thank you for that.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, And um, for everyone listening there, we're, we, uh, we actually had the Elite Eight up to the championship round that were that's on the Sports News pod. So if you ever want to listen to any of those debates, we have them recorded. And, and looking forward to that. Any estimate of when that will take place? Or, or is that still to be announced?
2: Yeah, taping should be around August 1st and
1: the premiere will be right around September 1st. We'll have a formal date announced real soon. Amazing. And um, and anything else going on in your guys' ecosystem? That sounds like a really exciting project and you guys are, seem to adjusting well, but what what other some things maybe that, that um, you know, with this upcoming fall about the NFL season, like how are you guys feeling about that? Do you think there's going to be a season and, and kind of what are we looking, you know, ahead?
0: Yeah, you know, being a former player, you know, I kind of, Try to try to put myself in the position is like what I want to play right now based upon what's going on, right? Like what would mind's, what would Andre, what would Dre's mindset be if he was going into training camp on the twenty eighth of July? Was what they said that's going to start, right? And I look at it, I'm like, okay, well, for 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 the monetary factor, yeah, I would like to play. But then I start thinking about, uh, I play defensive line, like every hit is a sweat droplet that's going in my mouth or somebody else's mouth, right? Every mm-hmm. single one. So if anybody has it, then it is, a, seriously, it's 100% chance that I'll get it. Like, seriously, anybody. On, and so I'm not really worried about myself because I'm a young, strapping, handsome, you know, fit young man, right? I can handle it. But then I start thinking about, okay, well, then I have to be quarantined for my family for, for the entire year. And then I start thinking about other people. Like, so that's the thing that scares me about that actual season starting. Man, I think it's going to start, but if things don't get sorted out, like, quickly, I don't know, man. I, I don't know how they continue it. I really don't.
2: Yeah, the crazy thing is, and, you know, if you're not in the, in the South, like Andre and I are based down in Atlanta, Georgia, um, you know, school starts here in a matter of three weeks. School starts in the South in early August. And so, you know, kids are going to be going back to school. There have been announcements pretty much every day around what the school districts are doing in Georgia and other parts of the South. And uh, and school sports, I mean, you know, have already started. So, Training for the fall sports have all started in Georgia high schools uh, two weeks ago, July 1st. And, and so, you know, this stuff is all happening a lot quicker down here. When it was on, now it's back in June, everything sounded okay because we had very limited cases of COVID down here. Uh, but we're going to see a real big experiment with this with high school, and they don't have the ability to bubble or even test. I mean, there's no testing. You go back to playing for a school sport in the state of Georgia right now, you're not getting tested for COVID. They're checking your temperature and asking if anyone in your house is coughing
1: and that's it. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting. We, we don't really have a, even a blueprint or there's no thing we can look back in history. It's such a unique problem and puzzle that we have to solve. And, you know, we have the NFL or the NBA MLS just restarted NHL. Um, they're all unique where they have different cities, but especially for the NFL and then also college football, it's, there's so much more that goes into it with the equipment, um, and shipping that, and then you can't really necessarily put all them into different bubbles. And um, also, universities or you know, college football—that's another kind of puzzle um, to kind of solve. But you know, I'm I'm optimistic. It, it seems like a lot of uh, teams are are not uh, allowing you know maybe 20% occupancy in their stands. Um, but yeah, Andre, like you said, you know, it, it's such a competitive and, and physical sport that. Um, you're likely to run into it maybe they come up with some technology or innovation for a mask but um, until we have a vaccine it seems like or or a better way to kind of cope with this it's still a head-scratching but um, yeah and anything else maybe I guess to kind of uh, anything else on the you know upcoming year or next few months that you guys are like excited about or working on or any any specific industry or spotlight? Yeah, I
2: mean, we, um, you know, we're about a year and a half into this uh, investing that we've done at Beyond the Game Network. We expect a lot of, uh, we're kind of getting up to that time where a lot of our companies are getting up to their next capital raise. So, you know, we, uh, we just saw one of our companies close their Series A and they'll make in that announcement shortly. Another company just started marketing their Series A. So it's an exciting time for us, you know, about a year after the bulk of our early investments were made. Uh, just seeing how these companies have progressed, you know, we're continuing to look at things in those spaces where we see a lot of opportunity. I would th- I would say uh, it's mostly been um, uh, around kind of the esports and gaming and, and digital media and digital fitness. Uh, one of our investment companies, Fade to Karma, was just accepted into the TechStars Indianapolis Sports Tech Program. They're they're on their yes. accelerator program there. It's called Fade to Karma. It's an esports streaming team. Uh, so you know, we've had a chance to do some things around that. We think that's going to be a fun area. Andre got a chance to go on as a guest onto uh, onto one of Fade to Karma's more popular streamers a couple of weeks ago. So we're finding ways to get kind of integrated there, and and uh, and we continue to see that as, as as areas where you know we'll be investing and will be some interesting things happening with our portfolio companies.
1: That's amazing. You know,
0: yeah. One thing I want to see, I'll tell you. Uh, so we all saw Patrick Mahomes' contract, right? So. You know the the VC in me wants to, one of these days that yeah. there's another Patrick Mahomes that says, "All right, guys, look, I don't really want the 500 million. This is what I want. You're going to find a way to get me equity in the actual team for life. That's what I that's what I want to see, right? If they if Patrick Mahomes, the next Patrick Mahomes, if you can make that happy, make that happen, I'll be very very happy. That's what that's what I want to see. Who knows if that can happen?
1: That's an interesting approach. Where you know, I, I don't know if that's ever any players that have asked where they go to the owner and say, Hey, you know, give me some equity in the, in the company. And then I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll definitely stay there as well. So that's kind of a different approach and and we're seeing that as well, where, you know, athletes are able to kind of list their, their, their um, contracts up as a a stock and it's building, you know, deeper sense of equity. So that's kind of an interesting approach. And um, maybe, maybe we'll change that. It seems like there, we might be, some some legislation and ways to get through that but uh that seems pretty reasonable um both the nfl and nba are now allowing kind of minority
2: private equity ownership so it's not a very big step from you know minority private equity ownership into minority athlete equity ownership so you know you could see something like that i mean effectively barry bonilla back in the uh in the 80s and 90s became a part owner in the mets when he took his salary and spread it over a 30-year period um, it was effectively like a debt instrument or, uh, with an interest rate. so it's not yeah. a big leap, Andre. I think we could see it happen certainly in the in the future. This get, especially given the size of these contracts, you're getting up right. to the kind of levels where you know they could make an investment.
1: Well uh, here's a question for guests, both of you guys were if, if you if the, if you had the cap access to a kind of a, the capital to invest into a team, what sport league would you do? NFL, NHL, MLS, um nba and and think of it more of just the high growth potential like i'll give my pick it's probably the the nba um and the mls second with just the high growth potential the nba is a little bit more global mls is kind of laying its roots and it has a lot more potential nfl is obviously still the number one but you know those are my picks i don't know if you guys have any uh, thoughts on what team you would kind of get into or league
0: Okay. Uh, sorry. So I would say, I, you know, I can't. Can I? Can I choose the Premier League? Yeah, overseas, yeah. <laughs> I'll probably choose a European a European league. But if we're going just straight stateside, uh, man, I, I you can't go against the NFL. Like they, they're, they're going to figure out a way to always be the top dog. I mean, just it, it's America's sport. I just don't see any other league, you know, being able to catch up or, or surpass, even with the bang for the buck. Maybe you might get for the NBA, but I would still take. I still got to take it in NFL. I got. I got to choose history.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess for the long-term value proposition, I guess I'll. If I got to go with the US league, I'll go with the Major League Soccer as well. Valuations are still reasonable. There's a tremendous amount of upside there. You know, NFL and NBA may be properly priced at this point in the multi-billion dollar franchise values. but I, I'm with Andre, probably the safe bet's the NFL. But uh, if I'm going to go for something a little more upside, I think I'd go that, I'd go that route of the MLS.
1: Yeah. It's we've seen, you know,
2: we've seen a number of, of sports stars. I mean, James Harden is a partial investor in an MLS team. Kevin Durant is invested in an MLS team. Obviously, LeBron James is invested over in the English Premier League. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, soccer's hot. It's going to be hot. And I think as, as people get, continue to be concerned, we're seeing it, uh, you know, with uh, the injury risk and violence in the football game. I think, I think soccer's got a chance to, to gain hold here in the United States and
1: be a good long-term bet nice. Yeah, and um I guess maybe the final question would be like, all right, it, you know, any type of entrepreneur or even athlete, what kind of advice would you give to them that's, you know, either launching a business soon or or an athlete looking to transition to the business world? What would like from all the case studies and people you've met, what would be kind of that like advice to them when they're embarking on this?
0: You know, for me, so I'd obviously the athlete side. You know, one thing that uh that I it, this oh god, this grinds my gears when I hear this. So my entire career playing, from everybody in the NFL, from every financial planner, for every you know every person that came in to the speak, they always said this one thing: you have to maximize your playing career dollars because you'll never make that much ever in your life again. Okay, I heard that so many times, and to me, it is that is utterly disrespectful to hear because now that's saying that only as long as I'm playing football. That's the only maximum value that I have in life, all right? So if I had any advice, you know, for any, for any player that's going through the transition or even, you know, or even coming out of the league or even a new player, I would say don't, do not buy into that hype. Find that one thing because everybody has one thing, not sports-related, that they have Michael Jordan-level talent at. Everybody has that one thing. And so if you find and tap into that one thing, you can kill, absolutely kill your career earnings post career as you did during your career we've seen it way too many times for it not to be true so that's my that would be my advice man that just girl that eats me up when I hear people say that and I know they mean it from a good perspective but it's just not it's just not the truth
2: yeah I guess I'll add to that and just say you know you, you need to build a team around you in your post career the same way you did during your career right during your during an athlete's career you have a coach and a nutritionist and a weight training guy and on and on and on. And then, you know, all of that ends so abruptly. And I hear it over and over again in the discussion with, the you know, dozens of athletes in our group. you got to find those resources. They're out there, um, whether it's through a group like ours or another way, find the people that can help you do your research. You know, if you want to start a business, whether it's a a tech business or a bar restaurant or a car wash, right? Find people that have done it. Find people that know those businesses, find good, good, good help, good mentors. They're out there. Those resources are available um, and find those. And, and, and I'll add one more thing, you know, that I think is really hard for athletes to break in their second career. Um, and Andre and I have talked about this so much from when they're seven, eight years old playing peewee football. They are told when someone in position of authority tells them to do something to say, yes, sir. And uh, you've got to learn how to say no. You know, and, and that's something that can be a really hard habit to break. If you started playing football at eight years old and you played into your 30s and you were always saying yes to everyone in power around you, uh, you can't do that when you get into the business world. you got to learn how to say no. you got to learn how to, you know, decide what advice is for you. And you got to learn uh, to to do that, you know, pretty darn quick or you're going to get run over in the, in the business world. We say yeah, no good- to hundreds of startups, hundreds. Uh, but for each one, you know, for everyone, for the handful of investments that we've made.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point. And, and it seems like a lot of characteristics in early stage founders, is they break rules and they challenge people that said they couldn't do that. Where, you know, you're going to earn the most here. Well, All right, we're going to challenge you wrong and, and kind of prove it. So, um, you know, I appreciate all your both of your times right there. Um and let me give you a quick plug so for uh, how, how can people apply for uh, the, the pitch competition uh, that, that you guys are putting yeah,
2: on our website at the BTG network the BTG network for beyond the game or find us on social at beyond the game network on any of your social platforms or hit up Andre fluellen at flu.com on uh, the social network so myself Brian's Wonder, and you'll be able to see it all on our on our socials or on the BTG Network.com. we'd love to have you
1: amazing yeah and i'll plug in the link uh in the description of the podcast and uh thank you guys for your time best of luck with your continued success and for that uh, dip, uh pitch competition so thank you and uh, hope you and your family stay safe during during covid
0: hey thank you for having us on i really appreciate it great
1: time thank you appreciate it Nick.
0: the been thinking about mcdonald's all day can't get it off my mind